Hello, aventureros, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Casey. And I'm Jenny. And today we have a special treat for y'all. We're gonna reminisce on Maywood. So I am going to Italy in one week. Jenny is going to still be chilling here. Not go to Italy in one week. <laughs> but when I return October 31st, we are also planning to move out of Maywood november 1st so this is basically my last week in maywood and i guess us living together situation um housing situation is going to change once i return so that being said last week in maywood what do you um think about it (laughs) well to clarify we've decided to move out of maywood and get our own place in la still so we're not traveling anywhere, nothing like that. Oh, right. I didn't we're, make it seem like that. Yeah, like we're moving out of state or something. Or we are going somewhere else, but because of my job, we're staying local. Just out of our current situation, just because it's time. We just want to move out and get our bigger space. Um, yeah, bigger closet for me. <laughs> but I'm excited. As you know, I don't know about y'all, but Maywood has been the one place where I've had a lot of memories because I used to move a lot when I was younger. So the longest I've lived anywhere was Maywood and it was about 10 years. Um, Yeah, so I can't say like you that, you know, I've I've been here all my life and I have all these friends because I moved a lot. So Maywood is, I've been here for now, I guess, 12 years if we count last year and this year. So 11 and a half. and though it brought good memories i never really enjoyed the parking situation out here and just that and you know so i'm I'm excited for the change yeah what about you um yeah i guess maywood is kind of new to me but the area is not maywood specifically though yeah it uh it's my first year living here basically and it is very different than you know the neighboring cities yes that i grew up in so i don't know or maybe just our experience is different now that we're living here as adults versus living here as kids yeah you're not aware of certain things yeah like you just have to deal with the city more yeah (laughs) yeah Hmm. something about what makes this goodbye just nice is not having to deal with the city because there are so many rules apparently Mm -hmm. when you're a homeowner you have to follow certain protocols that it makes you feel like you're not really the owner of this house because Mm -hmm. you need so many permits and just permission from the city to do anything and that's something we weren't aware of when we were little obviously Mm -hmm. but now it's just more like just leave us alone you know (laughs) just let us be and that's it but so i'm excited for that part um but yeah, we think it'd be nice to reminisce, right? And just talk about our time here. Yeah. One thing we were talking about earlier was the uniform situation at Maywood Academy. Oh yeah, we both went to Maywood Academy. We went to Maywood Academy High School and we had uniforms. Yes, and I think till this day they still have uniforms. I've yeah. seen them. There were blue polo shirts with the insignia. Logo. Yeah. yeah, I was. I only had two, so they hella shrunk, and once they shrunk, I just had to wear shrunken clothing forever. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I had, and for me, I had big shirts, so we had to get them sewed all the time. So in Maywood, is that's where we met. Kevin and I met in high school. We had mutual friends, and something I enjoyed, which a lot of people might disagree with, is I enjoy the uniform. Just because I didn't have to think about an outfit. I didn't have to think like, oh, I need to pair this with this. And, mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, when you're a teenager, you, you know, bullying is so fast. It can just happen from night to morning. Like, you're no longer friends with your best friend. And now they're your bullies and things like that. So that was one less stressor in high school. Mm-hmm. The fashion. It was just like, we're all wearing the same thing. So you can't bully me if my shirt is blue, you know, if it doesn't match my sneakers because you're wearing a blue shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. You can still tell people tried, like who was really trying to look cute, which was admirable. But for me, it was just easy to wake up, put on the same shirt, same pair of jeans, and that's it. So I really enjoy that. But also, I've never been that big on fashion, which is probably why it made it easy for me to survive high school with my limited choices. Mm. So I enjoyed that a lot, except in the summer. That sucked. It was super sweaty with that collar. They were so thick, but I really like that. Did you enjoy the shirts? No, not really. I <laughs> wish it would. Yeah, I wish we wouldn't have had uniforms. I could have expressed my fashion a lot more. No, even though ideally I was. I mean, more realistically, I was. I would probably just wear a white tee. So I think it would have been different for me. Like different experience where you might think about fashion, but I would have just worn the white tee every day as a, a uniform, basically, because that's what I would wear. You know. Out of school, you will wear that uniformly, like white t-shirt and your 501. Yeah, so if we didn't have, a, you know, the polo shirt, yeah, I would go to school in just a white tee and jeans. I, yeah, I guess it's different for a guy, though. Yeah. Girls, if you wear the same shirt... You get bullied. Every day, they're going to be like, dude, are you broke? And then to which I will reply, yes, I am. <laughs> what about it? I guess if I was a dude, too, I would wear the same thing and mm-hmm. no one can really tell. So, yeah, there's a double standard there. Double standard for sure. Girls are looked at more when they're Yeah, they're criticized more. Yeah. Criticized more. And if you're not, if you are wearing the same thing, then you are just, you know, you have no style, bro, or mm-hmm. something, you know? Mm-hmm. You just get bullied for anything, really. Damn. Kids. Although they're I cruel. never did. Never. I never got bullied, maybe because of the uniforms. Maybe I got saved because of that, but mm. yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to leave the the old stomping grounds i guess i used to walk to school so i'm very familiar with the area and yeah i just i don't really have emotional attachments to be honest Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty ready to go i enjoy Mm -hmm. picking up and going especially out of here when i that's why i moved so far to the bay area to get out of maywood Mm -hmm. and then i came back married but it was temporary so i was okay with it i definitely don't see myself being back here ever maybe to visit but that's it. I wouldn't stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what I shared. Just the parking situation. It's so tight out here. Like I've mentioned multiple times on multiple podcasts. Yeah, Driving, f- I just don't like it in general. And and having to like squeeze in in every street just gives me anxiety. So mm-hmm. I'd rather not. That's the only reason I wouldn't want to be here. Or in any city really that has tight spaces like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today I went to the um, campaign kickoff for the... Uh, city council members Mm. or three city council members and you know when you're in a situation like that a lot of times the conversation is driven by ideas for improvement in the city or development and yeah so i was just having a conversation with some of the people and as per usual my well i kind of inserted my ideas about public transportation and better food or healthier food sources or more accessible food options and yeah so I, i was i was thinking that could be a way to improve Maywood. You know, I feel like it was just kind of hard to get around. And mm-hmm. I feel like me going to Maywood Academy and living in Cudahy, there was a like two mile walk. So I, I think that's why I have this emotional attachment for the city or for the area, because I would walk like every day and just kind of know 
you know, a lot a lot of the city. But it would have been nice to enjoy it without, like, the possibility of getting into trouble, doing something troublesome, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like... Well, can you explain what you're... What yeah, you're... like, on that two-mile walk, you might bump into someone you know, and they might invite you to hang out or something, you know, and... Oh, well, maybe it was just me. <laughs> so you miss, you miss the idea of being able to walk and seeing a, a friendly face or a familiar face and just kind of being like, you know what, I'm going to ditch school today. You have those attachments or... Kind of, yeah. I guess when that would happen, it would be like a cool time, you know. So, <laughs> so guess... you, you miss being a baddie, pretty much, a bad student. Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't say I miss it. I'm just saying that's what, what where my emotional attachment comes okay. from. Okay. Those memories. And those experiences, those memories. Not walking all the way to class mm. and doing a regular day. Eight yeah. To three. But... If we had better public transportation where I could get to my house, you know, from Maywood to Kadehe, like, easily and affordably, <laughs> I, w you know, probably would have been, uh, would not have been in those situations. Mm. So that's why I'm like, yeah, we should, I think that should be a number one focus, one of the top focuses of government. If any uh, government officials are out there listening, that should be your focus. <laughs> and then number two is the... Um, ever told me that there's talk of a Sprouts gonna be built in Karehe. That's expensive. Apparently. So he, he mentioned that. He said, and then we got into a discussion where we were like, well, you know, who's to say what's right or something? I don't know. Because we were talking about how that might lead to like some sort of gentrification yeah, or something. Yeah, definitely. Like a grocery outlet would be more preferable. Mm -hmm. That's way cheaper and it's still accessible to everybody. Sprouts? What? It's like that Target that's being built in Huntington Park. Mm -hmm. We have a friend that was talking about it and it's true. Like not a lot of us can afford what Target sells. Mm -hmm. But it's still here. And it's just like, they're slowly making these bigger corporations. Yeah, and I think it's weird that, I mean, not weird, but it's interesting to think about how they literally don't care, you know? Yeah. They're literally like, oh, well, that's a cheap land. <laughs> that's some cheap mm -hmm. land. Let's, you know, set up a shop there. Like, yeah, to them it's, it's cheap, worth, yeah. so let's put it. And they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's just do it. Okay, cool. With no second thought of like how is this gonna affect the community there yeah or they're just like everyone loves target so let's yeah. put it we're bound and even if money. they don't like it it's cheap and so cheap. we think i mean we're not business owners. but we do go to but we do go to target often we do yes know? so doesn't wouldn't that be like we're contributing to the fact i think that's how they got their data you know with signing up for the rewards it shows i think when you sign up you have to include Maybe your address or something, your zip code. And like area code? Yeah, area code. So when you go buy at Target, they they collect data that says, oh, this person bought all this stuff and they live in Maywood. Oh, so that means there's a high demand for a Target in Maywood, you know? And that's why they're like, oh, so this, cheap, this land is cheap and we have the market data to prove that uh, business is going to be profitable here. So let's just do it. I guess there's also a plus size side to this. It's like... Well, it looks better than what it was before, which was what a junkyard. Yeah, like, yeah. So it is mm -hmm. going to make it nicer, more welcoming, more jobs. Because mm -hmm. it, a lot of this area has abandoned buildings. Um, so if a rich person can put something there that profits and brings income to the community because they're paying taxes for it. so Yeah, and hopefully, like you said, jobs. I feel like a 15 or 16 year yeah, old could get a job school, there. Yeah, the high school's right across from there, so they can definitely just go. Get a, and it could just be like a summer job, not like yeah. they have to work there. Mm -hmm. But some of them, some people might, you know. So even though it is 
a rich person just getting cheap land, they are making a big difference, I think. Mm-hmm. If they hire people from the community. Yeah, that's If true. they focus on just that. But if they just bring other people from other stores, it's like, all right, well. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully. We'll see. We'll ask around. When yeah. they, they, hey, where do you live? Hey, where you from, fool? <laughs> well, we're not going to be... <laughs> that's literally what we'd say. We're not going to be around for that because we're moving. Yeah. The something Speaking of gentrification, the other day we noticed when you picked me up from work on Washington and Soto. Oh, yeah. We were driving by the factory area and we realized that... If you're familiar with the area in that area, Soto... Washington, Washington Boulevard. Yeah, in Washington Boulevard, there are a lot of trailer homes and RVs where homeless people stay. And since the marathon, we realized, because now I'm connecting it, when the marathon happened in March, there was a, an RV on fire at mm-hmm. 4 a.m. And that was random because we hadn't witnessed that before. So we called the cops. And when I came back from dropping you off, they were already taking care of everything. And we kept, I just went home. Months pass, fast forward, I have seen like three RVs on fire just like burnt down to the ground and now it's looking a lot emptier so we were having that discussion of what's happening where are these people going like are they getting kicked out by the city are they being more ruthless now with them are they the ones setting things on fire like Mm -hmm. what's the point if they've been there for so long and they didn't bother anyone could it be that just those company owners are tired of seeing that because it creates like a dirty environment quote quote air quotes Mm-hmm. You know, it was known that that was their section and mm-hmm. they just took over it and everyone was okay with it because it's not houses. It's just factories and mm-hmm. there's fences right behind them. So it's not like it's an entrance to anything. So that's another thing is kind of like, well, maybe they're just trying to make it like a better looking area or you know, I just don't understand why they will get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely clearing out. Maybe yeah. by the end of the year, they're not going to be there anymore. Yeah, they put barricades or Yeah, they've been big trash bins so that they yeah. can trash their stuff. Mm. So the city's definitely doing something. And I don't know if it's... What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know. I think it might be different if there were some sort of... The government could do what they want. If there was some sort of article like, oh, you know, drug dealer found or drug, mm. drug ring found in this thing or whatever if they were pushing that kind of media not that they are right now i might be giving them the idea (laughs) but if they if there was an article that said that then i think everybody would be okay with it you know then i think everybody would be like oh good finally they're cleaning it up you know so what i'm saying is like you asked what is the purpose it could be that there was actually drugs running through there (laughs) or it could be that they just want to clean it up you know, so we don't mean, have the facts. Does right? that mean that Skid Row is going to be cleared out too? You know, like my question is Skid Row is already overpopulated. It's been taken over by homeless people. And the ones on Washington seem to be a little bit more separate from there. And mm-hmm. they seem to be more put together because they had RVs. They had like a section. They had a home. And even that they don't want. But mm-hmm. Skid Row has tents and it has people just on the street. So my concern is for the homeless people. Like, what's going to happen? Because in the mail, we received a ballot. I don't know if you've seen it on the table. I think it's like Prop 59, help homelessness. So now I'm thinking, okay, now that there's a prop about homelessness, are they like under the table, just like mistreating homeless and kicking them out without mm-hmm. regard of where they go next? Because of this prop, there's more pressure on the city council. And now they're pushing them out of the city. 
or what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, like I see that there's a ballot and there's something about to read and we have to get informed about it. But now we're seeing it, you know, like on my drive to work, I see this like slowly mm-hmm. they're clearing out. But where are they going? Is there a shelter for them? Is there a better housing mm-hmm. program for them? Or what is this ballot going to do for them? Mm-hmm. Because all they're doing is just kicking them out of a place they've been for years. Yeah. And it seemed like they weren't really causing issues because the factories have been there for years and mm-hmm. no one really did anything. And but now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now it's a problem. All of a sudden, now they want to clear them out. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, like, if you're gonna kick them out, then have a plan B for them. You mm-hmm. know, like they're there, they're stationed. I will see people sweeping. I will see people cleaning the street. So it's just like it's a community right there. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking, or what I've always thought, is the Sears that got shut down that's such a huge place it can be a housing unit for homeless people mm-hmm. to protect them from the elements and all that like it's just there so why not just purchase it why doesn't the city purchase that and create it into a homeless shelter mm-hmm. maybe i should suggest <laughs> we just got into politics talking about our maywood just write another and say i need to I get you to this, get this to the mayor asap yeah when you suggested public transportation be improved with that meeting you you went to I was thinking, like, yeah, it is easy to... Because there are already vans available to the community, but I never really know when they run. I never really know where, how far they go. I feel like only the older people use that. But if there was an easier system, I think people would be okay with it. But it's also, it always comes down to funding and all these things. So I'm thinking, instead of charging us to have permits for the street parking, all that money should just go to public transportation like a bigger better system and have free street parking Mm -hmm. you know like even though every household has like a million cars like i think if we just put that money into those things it would be easier and a lot of people will probably even join in on that because Mm -hmm. gas is so expensive they would probably join on the trolley or you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is but so i'm just thinking like allocating money better because i mean even though it's seven dollars a year everyone that has a car has paid seven dollars mm-hmm. so i'm sure all of that money could have been put into something better like a, you know another bus or a longer route something that takes you all the way to downtown because mm-hmm. a lot of us work in east la so yeah. we all just took a bus a shuttle in the morning to a station somewhere everyone would just take it i'm sure mm-hmm. but i'm thinking let's run for <laughs> we're leaving the city but let's run for city council because, yeah, I was actually going to say, imagine a train station or a bus station like like in Santa Cruz. You remember you would pull up there yeah, to get to downtown or something? Mm-hmm. So where would you put that here in Maywood? Yeah, like a meeting point, like a Greyhound station type yeah. of thing, a station. I'm thinking... Any building, really, that has a big parking lot. I think like Superior mm-hmm. would probably be good or that area. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so something like that, yeah, to get you anywhere. Because I was like, you could put a, a tram there, like on the street and on Slauson to make a to make it just quick to get up and down or wherever. And, the, you know, they were just like, what? Where? Like, it wouldn't fit. You, could, you, you couldn't do it. But I was like... San did, Francisco did it and it's way tighter. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't want to bring up all the cities that have this already. But, you know, I'll just leave it like, if you don't think it can be done, it can't or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know... I don't want to be like, oh, well, in other places. You know, I don't want to say that, like, say it like that. Or that's how I felt I was going to say it. But, yeah, if any uh, people in the Department of Public Transportation are listening, you could definitely build a trolley system in the street. Yeah. And still keep it as a car lane, right? I think that was the biggest concern. Like, we have to add another lane? I don't know. But, like, there are a lot of people that are very passionate about these topics. And then there are people that are just focused on just taking care of themselves and Mm -hmm. surviving, you know? 
and i think that's where i fall i fall in that department where i'm just like this is much bigger than me and it's something it's like you can't teach an old dog new tricks mm-hmm. and i don't have any emotional attachment so i'm just like okay mm-hmm. there are people that are passionate about this i'm hopeful that it will happen but it ain't gonna be me because mm-hmm. i got my own things to worry about and i'm sure that's why it's been like this forever because everyone's like most ah, people fall yeah down. it's not let me just worry because we're i feel like la is very hustle culture you know so we're always just working and we're like all right all right yeah yeah whatever works and that's mm-hmm. it we just dismiss it and maybe that's why la is the way it is but who knows life is too short for me to invest that much energy into something that will require more than it provides so mm. well i fall in the other category yeah. because <laughs> i feel like it will provide a lot more than it costs or what was it what did you say it will take a lot more energy than it will provide yeah I really feel like that would solve a lot of my problems. <laughs> what are your problems, Kevin? So it's more of a self, self-centered self thing, self-centered motivation than good for the public, I guess. What's your problem? Just like getting around. Like, I would love to be able to get around and not have to drive to places. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, since we live in the Bay Area, we know it's possible mm-hmm. and it is very convenient. It yeah. is super nice to just get on the train and they come every 15 minutes, mm-hmm. every five sometimes, and it's just nice. And you could get anywhere. Anywhere, less yeah. Less than 40 minutes. Traveling from Berkeley to San Francisco in 40 minutes yeah. and not have to worry about traffic or rush hour. And at night, it's like 20 minutes. Yeah, so it definitely is ideal. But like I said, like people keep on choosing to live Mm -hmm. like this. People keep on moving here and it just keeps on happening. More vehicles, more. And then obviously more vehicles means more gas spending. So it's just helping the rich, you know, Mm -hmm. so they're probably going to veto that or try to overturn these things. So it's not just about the people putting their voice. It's about also these companies that all these gas stations you don't think those owners are going to be in those meetings mm-hmm. and just kind lobbying of, for yeah lobbying for that like for not making it's sense. just a big battle and i'm not a soldier mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, i am not i'm a lover not a fighter <laughs> yeah i think the gas companies would be against it and car companies too exactly so cars, it's just car like companies are trying to sell cars and i feel like i'm not sure but my theory is those cities that built trolleys and trains had the right mindset because it was in a in a time where it was where poverty was very abundant i'm assuming and they were just like let's just create trains because cars were not being shipped there or they weren't even being like purchased Mm -hmm. so they created these systems to make it easier to move around like a community building Mm -hmm. and now cities like los angeles it's always been very popular it's always been lively and abundant and cars are nice and fashionable and you know so speeding cars and all like hollywood Mm-hmm. The, the dream of Hollywood. So they don't sell trolleys and all that to people. They sell cars because mm-hmm. people want that. So, But if you look at a movie in San Francisco, the main character or whatever would be on the trolley. Yeah. They just hop on the trolley, yeah. hop off. When they're being chased, they're getting in the metro and yeah. all that. So in LA, way, it's yeah. like racing. You yeah, got to get away all- <laughs> racing, shooting in cars. So that's another thing. You got to take away that. So once you take away the... The allure. phantom allure of vehicles and fast cars. It's like, okay, well maybe, yeah. So maybe it starts with that, you know, just commercializing or making movies with trains in L.A. And making them cool. Making like, make cool. it as cool as having a Lamborghini or something. Yeah. Like, Fast and the Furious, mm. they should make a movie with trains. <laughs> just hopping on the train. I've seen The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. You haven't seen that? Mm-mm. Movie Night Tonight? What is it? It's John Travolta. Deals a... Oh, yes, I have. Train. Yes. Or 
hijacks the train, low jacks the train because it's underground. Oh my god. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the director or something. Yeah. That one. And then Matrix kind of take. No, Matrix, he had a Mustang. Oh no, that's the other. That's John Wick. John Wick. That was a nice Mustang. But you see that? Like, it made me want to get that car. I was like, damn, that's such a nice car. I want that. It didn't make me be like, oh, let me get on that train where they kill each other. (laughs) Like, if anything, it made me fearful of trains because people can just kill each other. And you do hear that. You hear people, crazy people, just killing random people. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. It's like, how do you fight that? Recently, I've been taking the bus from work uh, to get home, and I realized there are so many people that use the bus, and I'm sure these people would love to get on a trolley that just goes directly somewhere instead mm. of transferring to yeah. another bus. The system here, the public system, is so confusing. So even if they fix that, I think it would be nice. If they made more tr- tracks from that, what is it, the LA train or what's it called? The metro? I feel, I feel even just that, adding more train or mm-hmm. more stops somewhere else it would be so nice yeah like if it takes you all the way to the beach that would be beautiful but it doesn't you gotta take a bus yeah so i think that would reduce traffic because i and think smog and smog yeah and because i i think a lot of the people who are driving would gladly switch like me myself being one of them imagine you had a quick ride to work mm-hmm uh, a bus ride to work i would totally be like hey you know what are you doing after work I'll meet up with, let's meet up at this park and yeah. we'd go, you know? Yeah. But since we're driving, like, what the fuck are we going to be doing driving at 5, 6 p.m. to yeah. go? Somewhere? In LA, hell yeah. <laughs> like, all you want to do is drive home to just to get out of traffic, you know? Yeah. In an ideal world, in an ideal LA world, we would have free public transportation. Mm-hmm. Our taxes go towards these things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will have less cars, maybe more collectibles, because those are always nice and they're yeah. never going to go away. Which is okay. People could go cruising and that would be nice to see, you know. Mm -hmm. But ideally, free transportation would definitely entice people to just use it because you won't have to pay for gas. Mm -hmm. So instead, you're just going to sit down, put on a podcast like Cafe Venturero (laughs) (laughs) and just chill and wait until you get on your stop, you know. Yeah. So ideally, that would be great. But realistically, realistically, it's not going to happen. Because here we have the hustle culture. So here people need vehicles to get from point A to point B because a lot of these people, especially low-income communities, use their vehicles to work. Like today when I went to wash the car, I was I had to make a left and some guy in an old beat-up pickup truck, his car died mm. at a red light. And he in the back of it, the bed was full of cardboard boxes. Oh, so he his job is to collect cardboard boxes and mm. just sell the cardboard. And he was just looking at me. He looked a little nervous because people were honking at him. And I was already annoyed at those people because it's like, he's not doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. He needs help. Like, you guys think I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, like, you think I'm just doing this to fuck with you guys? Like, mm-hmm. no. Like, and he looked at me and then I just, like, backed up because I was able to, like, squeeze my way in. And he was just, like, telling me to go. And I was like, all right, I'll go in. And I felt like helping him. But again, I felt really bad. I guess this brings me back to me saying, like, I'm not a soldier. Like, it's not my battle. I really wanted to help him and get off. But... Where was I going to put my car? Like, I had to park it somewhere. There was only a handicapped spot available. So I was just like, I'm not going to take this spot. Because what if someone that is handicapped comes here? And the gas station where I washed the car was full of cars. Everyone was parking. They were all trying to, like, get gas. Horrible time to go, by the way. What time was it? It was, like, 2 something, 2.30, 2.40. So there was a lot of vehicles. And then this poor guy is pushing his truck. No one got off to help him. And I'm trying to find a spot to park to help him. So then I was just there like, ah, like, and so I gave up. I was just like, I'm just going to wash my car. Like, I can't just leave my car here because then I'm going to create traffic if I just park it 
in the middle of the gas station. So I had to go into my car wash and I was like, all right, when I get off, I'm gonna find a spot and then try to help him. And then when I got off, I saw, or when I got out, I saw that he had already found a spot across the street and he was trying to fix his truck. So long story short, well, the whole time my car was being washed, sorry, <laughs> backtrack, the whole time it was being washed, I was like, damn, like this guy could have definitely used some push, you know, maybe I could have been guiding the truck or he could have been pushing, but he seemed, to know that it happens a lot because he didn't look that worried he was just more like he knew what to do he knew the steps of what to do but the fact that that happens to his truck and he's still working and he's still do using that truck is because he probably is not able to get another one he's not able to afford another one so how is he going to be able to work in a bus how is he going to mm -hmm. carry this cardboard in a bus he mm -hmm. needs a truck so a lot of people need vehicles for work but not everyone so it's just kind of like, all right, well, maybe the only the workers that need the trucks to mm. be driving and the ones that don't, the ones that have office jobs can take the public transportation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you see where that, my dilemma is? Because here is very common to get pallets, to get, you know, pick yeah. up things. And then he could, if there were less people with cars or less demand for yeah. cars. He wouldn't gotten honked at. <laughs> I was going to say he, um, he, could, he could afford a nicer truck mm -hmm. because the price of trucks would go down since. Exactly. No one's buying them. Down. I feel like he's like my father used to collect mattresses for work and he had a beat up old truck and that would happen to him. So it's just very common for trucks to die out. And he knew the process, the process. Some people will help him. Sometimes they wouldn't. But either way, like these trucks are the only thing they can afford because it's so expensive because trucks here are so... Oh my god. Like, and it's for show. Like, it's for show. Nice, you can definitely tell who does not use it for work and just for show and who uses it for work because the ones that use it for work are gonna be like this man's car just beat up and dying out on them but they're still working while you have these shiny black trucks being washed across mm -hmm. the street and it's just like dude you don't need this big vehicle. take the bus bro take the bus or you know <laughs> like at least a smaller car in this yeah. city like it's so tight but i also get it you know I, my brother he loves trucks and he's like he's gonna die with all these trucks and he just loves it like it's we don't understand because we're not in that world where we love collecting or buying these things but you know like we love coffee and there are people that are like what coffee what you know like oh so i feel like we're biased we don't understand what they're thinking so it's kind of like i'm sure these people will lobby and be like no don't put tr tracks here like my mm -hmm. truck needs this my yeah. truck's tires are gonna get messed up so that's what i'm saying it's just too much to think about for me mm -hmm. Where I'm just kind of like, I'm going to get agitated and this coffee's not going to help <laughs> the one I'm drinking. Like my heart is just going to go through the roof. So those are my two pennies or more like 50 pennies. Those are my 50 pennies on the matter. Oh, thank you. We reminisce in our ideal society. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to fix it, we're moving out. Lates. <laughs> Deuces. Somebody else's problem now. <laughs> Your mom, for her, she lives here. Like that, ugh, sorry. There's more to this now that you got the topic started and I'm going with it. If there were less vehicles, there would be less accidents and our fence would not be looking like it looks right now. If it was less vehicles, racing would not be as encouraged because people would be, the teenagers, teenagers hit our fence pretty much. They were the ones that caused an accident because they like racing. They like the idea of this and why? Because of the movies, because of the community. People race here and it's so common 
that kids that are growing up want to do that. They want to be cool like that. But if they saw the adults riding in the bus, taking just buses everywhere, they wouldn't want to do these things and they wouldn't be reckless and they wouldn't harm others. And that's another thing. It's a bigger issue. It's just like we're influencing our younger generations to just be reckless like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes I think with driving, kids are like they learn it younger, like teenagers or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. So they're out there driving. And it's kind of a necessity like, oh, you know, the parents might think you need to learn how to drive because you need to, you know, go run errands for us. Mm -hmm. You need to take your sisters to school or something. Okay. But I feel like if we had super accessible public transportation, there would be no need for that. You know, the a kid would be like, hey, mom, can I borrow the car? I'm gonna go hang out with friends. She'd be like, no, what the fuck? Take the, take the metro. Like, it's yeah. gonna pass by in like five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, and it, it would make it safer because right now, Yes, taking the bus, you might be like, I have a long ride. It's gonna be it's slow. A I, sketch. I don't know who's gonna come in and out, and yeah. I don't know who I'm gonna, who's gonna sit next to me, or what's gonna happen. But if it was just a quick trip, you'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna jump in the mm -hmm. train real quick. Yeah, take the train to downtown. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Yeah, and I also feel if there were more trains or buses that were covering more area, I feel like there would be more jobs for security, and their job mm. would just be to be in the bus and mm. just make sure everyone's safe at night at least yeah. you know if not in the mornings at night yeah and i think i really think it comes down to companies lobbying against it because yeah but like, I, there are a certain percentage of people that also enjoy like i mentioned their vehicles and they just love that because it's a mm -hmm. sense of independence not having to wait on the bus what if it like breaks down or something and like the idea of being late to something it's kind of discouraging because like yesterday or yeah yesterday i waited 40 minutes for the bus because three were delayed or canceled for whatever reason we didn't get an explanation all we can do is just sit there and mm -hmm. wait as opposed to me having the car i would have just left mm -hmm. the moment i got out of work so i was frustrated and i was a little like oh this is annoying like i don't want to be just waiting around but then i got there and i was just fine and i was just like all right it went away so it's a lot to think about a lot to discuss but this is probably the only time i ever get into <laughs> details like this so those are our thoughts on public transportation etc thanks for listening till next time see you next time